Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. listeners they really didn't want us uh, looking back did they but we are going to be taking a look back right back today thank you so much for joining us at leaving hill song my name's tanya and today after last week's like intense financial and legal kind of conversation i thought we'd just have an intense and possibly legal conversation with Luke who I recently met and he seems nice enough I don't know so the question that comes out of this for me as a parent is what would you do if you had to choose between your child and your deepest belief system because that's literally what happened to Luke's family and it's these kinds of stories that people just don't hear they don't know about and that can be just so life-changing and we do talk about sexuality and we do talk about abortion gay conversion therapy and exorcisms and everything that was kind of normal to us as Pentecostal kids so welcome to a one-star review with Luke here's part one I'm really excited that Luke is with us today. Luke got in contact after actually stumbling on this podcast, I believe. He didn't know that our little community existed, our little motley crew of ex-evangelicals. So um, he's been thinking and uh, remembering and we've had a few conversations. He's got a a fair bit to say and I know some highlights, but I'll be learning as we go about you, Luke, welcome to Leaving Hillsong. Hi, Tanya. From what we've discussed, you were an AOG kid and then went to what was a smaller CLC. The trip to Hillsong is like multifaceted. So, yeah, look, I, I have a long and sordid history in the AOG and the Pentecostal movement. Let me just start right now by saying that the patriarchy of Pentecostalism 
is coming down, baby, like the walls of Jericho. You mean? Yeah. Look, I, I started, I guess, my Christian journey because, my God, it was a journey. Growing up in a little AOG church in the southwestern suburbs of Sydney called Berea Christian Life Centre. When Berea collapsed after accusations of, of fraud and mismanagement of money and abuse of children, my parents picked us all up and moved us over to Mount Annan Christian Life Centre, which was under the, the leadership of Mr. and Mrs. Adrian and Kathy Gray. Now, I've got to tell you, man, if you've ever seen a photo of Adrian Gray, that porn starch, my God. They all, they all had it back then. Oh. They really, really did. Brian, John McMartin, oh, yeah. bloody Adrian Redike, a lot of them, they all had it. Must have been something about the 80s. Like Mount Annam was a little bit out of, out of range of where my parents lived. So we kind of looked for something a little bit closer. And of course, the, the obsession with Pentecostal churches from my father led us to the, the cesspool now currently known as Inspire Church, formerly known as Christian Life Centre Liverpool under John and Carol McMartin. John McMartin. What is... Yes, Mr. Johnny Mac. And what was that like? So how, I mean, how old are you at this point when you joined the old McMartin gang? I would have been in my late teens. I reckon maybe about 15, 16. So I'd gotten past the impressionable stage and now I was at the point where I was looking for some real leadership in my life. I was looking for somebody whose idea of Christianity wasn't going to church and putting your hands in the sky and then coming home and dropping every second word being an F-bomb. Okay. Um, and I thought Christian Life Centre might have been the place where we would find that. What I didn't realise was that my last name wasn't McMartin, so there were no opportunities for me. Okay. Okay. I mean, how many people are at this church when you're going to it? It's not that big, is it? Look, it probably would have been, uh, at a guesstimate, probably around 800 to 1,200 people. So it was one of the bigger ones outside of Hills Christian Life okay. Centre at the time. And it was growing really quickly. They'd started their, their little outreach and, you know, pretending like they actually cared about the local community. You know, there, there, were, there were integrations that were, were similar to where Hillsong was maybe 10 years earlier. You know, like CLC was starting to look towards running their own Bible college. And uh -huh, uh -huh. before we go anywhere, can I tell you that instead of calling it a Bible college, they gave it one of the grossest names of any school I've ever heard in my life. They called it Sydney Training Institute. Oh, wow. That's clever. You do. I've got to say, you do sound, I mean, there's going to be people out there that are going to be going like, this guy's so bitter and angry and he's got had a bad experience. You're using quite extreme negative words here. What happened? Extreme what? behavior warrants extreme responses. Now, look, I, I was involved with Fire Zone, which was the name of their youth group under okay. the, the leadership of a really lovely guy, at least I thought so uh, at the start, by the name of Tepper. Okay. Uh, it was a fun time, you know, like I looked forward to Friday nights and, you know, we had mosh pits and, you know, like praise and worship was like heavy metal music. We were all moshing down the front. The sweeter mm. you got, the closer to God you were. No, it was this really? crazy thing. Like you see this stuff at concerts and they were trying to emulate that in the gym that they had at, at CLC where, where the youth okay. group was being held. And, you know, like there's a good couple of hundred kids going to it. You weren't out at this point, were you? You weren't an out and proud gay man. No, I was definitely questioning myself a fair bit. You know, probably one of the hardest parts about being gay and growing up in the Christian world is that you, you, you forever live with 
this fear that there's this big bloke with a lightning bolt rod in one hand and a big stick in the other and he's just waiting for you to drop to your knees before he whacks you over the back of the head with a stick and you know like that constant feeling like I'm not good enough because I keep quote unquote falling. Don't you love the the uh, the use of the word fall these days when it comes to uh, these big preachers and their uh, their moral fall? <laughs> but you know, like it was it was really hard and it was really depressing as a young teenage guy because all I could think about is how much of a letdown I must be to this God. because oh, you, you were know, a and, true believer, yeah. I mean, you're. You're in oh a- man, I was I was a tongue talking, born again, bloody hands in the air, moss jumping. Okay. You know, wanted to be a preacher, but Pentecostal Christian. You know, like I wanted oh to do the whole thing. I wanted to, you know, like there's this this idea. I think we were talking the other day about it. Too, this this idea that you know everyone who's bitter against Hillsong is only bitter because they want to be like Brian. No. Well, no, no, they didn't want to be like Brian. They wanted to feel like they were closer to God, like Brian. Yeah. At this point, I had no idea what the hell Hillsong was or what Hills Christian okay. Life Centre was. You know, my, my whole life revolved around Berea, uh, Mount Annan, and then Liverpool Christian Life Centre. So, so my whole world, my God, Tanya, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons as a kid because no. my parents didn't want The Simpsons to teach me how to dishonour my parents. Wow. Yeah. You know, like we had friends who my parents grew up with and they had kids and their kids weren't allowed to watch The Lion King because, and wait for it, reincarnation it's it's i mean i wouldn't let my son watch friends um but that's because of jennifer aniston and nicole kidman i'm just digressing i don't know what the people are thinking but i i get it like it's our normal that was our normal. see i don't find that shocking i find that kind of normal i'm a bit older than you oh, happy days was considered quite obscene in my house so i get yeah. it yeah, I remember the first episode that I watched of The Simpsons was because I walked into the lounge room one day and for the first time in my life, I had the, the chops to clap Ooh. back to my dad. So, you know, we're going to hell. There's a Ten Commandments broken. Dad's sitting there watching The Simpsons and I walk in, sit down, watch it with him. He's like, you can't watch this. I'm like, oh, you bloody well are. That's odd, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's the, the contradictions are so, so difficult. See, because at that point he was too old to dishonour his parents, you know? Like there's this point where you're allowed to dishonour your parents when you're an adult. You're just not allowed to do it when you're a kid, right? Well, I know I think it's until you die, but it's so, isn't it so that the, your days will be long in the land? Like, and really the days are so long as it is. Let's not, let's not start talking about cherry picking Christianity, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> cherry pick all day long. I mean, you ended up dating women, right? Like, there's a couple of girls that I dated and there was this, this kind of idea in my head that, you know, like dating a girl is going to help me with these. And they, they weren't quite urges at this point. They were peaked interest, if that makes sense. Okay. So there was a girl that I did actually date. My parents were not particularly keen on it, which was which I thought was really weird because my parents did actually at one point before I started dating this girl find gay porn on my dad's computer. Oh. Yes, I was on IRC chat channels watching <laughs> watching oh. gay porn. The weird thing to me though was that my parents were so delusional about what was going on that they thought it was my sister watching it, not me. So Why? she got in trouble for it. Why would your sister? <laughs> Okay. I don't know. It was really bizarre. Cognitive dissonance works in a, in wonderful, wonderful ways. Oh, absolutely. There was a girl at Liverpool Christian Life Centre that I did fall in love with. Her name, Aww. I don't need to go into who she was. Um, Hi, nameless girl. It was really odd to me that given what my parents had found on their computer, they were so against me having a girlfriend. Right. Like in my naturalised brain now, my worldly brain right now, I think, oh, okay, 
this gay guy's gone out and gotten himself a girlfriend. More power to you, buddy. But my parents were so hell-bent to keep us apart for as long as they could. And it just didn't work. The more they pushed us apart, the more we wanted to get into bed with each other, you know? And we did. Excuse me. You know, and, 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 and things kind of got to that point where, you know, we were thinking about maybe getting married. And bearing in mind, I'm 17 at this point, yeah? So Ooh. we broke up Ooh. because after two and a half years together, she fell pregnant and then got an abortion without telling me. Oh. Uh, she took that choice away from me, which really upset me. And look, I understand that, it, you know, women's bodies, women's choice. I get that. But I felt like I could have been a part of that conversation, at least, because we were still together at that point. That's, that's you know, like this was, this yeah. was something that would have impacted on both of our lives because we had planned to stay together. So things didn't really work out after that. And, you know, like we, we kind of broke up and she went and saw other people. And, and, you know, in my heartbreak, I started kind of, you know, leaning a little bit towards the, the homosexual tendencies that I already knew that I was starting to share. And let me tell you, that poster from TV Week magazine of 1997 of Dieter Brummer from <laughs> Home and Away with his shirt off leaning against a car, that was my gay fantasy. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, that's what yeah. um, that's what we're all about here. At least it wasn't Owen Wilson. So, Oliver Shaw. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, brother. Yeah. Did McMartin claims that he started the McMartin definitely there. claims that he started it. Although, look, more I think about it, the conversation of how the church was started was very rarely ever spoken about because oh. there was this real sense when I became aware of Hillsong. And when I became aware of their music, because obviously everyone finds out about Hillsong because of their music, yeah? When I became aware of Hillsong and what they were and what they were doing and the movement that they were at that time, because they were just starting to pick up speed. They were very quickly becoming a megachurch at the stage. There was this almost violent detachment between Hillsong and Liverpool Christian Life Centre. Okay. Like, it it felt like out of protest, we're not going to sing Hillsong songs, we're going to write our own. And I I remember when You Are My World came out was around the time that Liverpool Christian Life Centre went, yeah, okay, cool. We can do that too. And they recorded their own album. Okay. And obviously, you know, as as we all know, it charted like, no one ever heard of it. Right. (laughs) No one ever, no one ever found it. No one, like, it just, just into nothing. But like. How come Hillsong Music succeeded in all these other places? Well, do you know why? Is because because what I think Hillsong did so well that other places didn't do well is Hillsong took God out of the performance. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for Hillsong, it was a concert. It wasn't a church service. They called okay. it praise and worship, but what it was was the best of the best musicians in the country. And let's be honest, they had the best of the best people on the stage there. Yeah, like at this yeah. point, Marty Sampson had just you know just finished up with Bloody Youth Alive and had moved over to moved over to Hillsong and you know like you are the chosen one you know that that chosen one album that Youth Alive released you know the delirious was starting to get really big you know like this is this is that time where all of the music was mainstream and that was just so important that we had a tune that was so catchy and the radios would almost play it and in some cases the radios did play it but this is the thing CLC at Liverpool and I'm sure other churches as well kind of tried to emulate that but they just okay. didn't have the skill set because if you were a good enough musician you weren't sticking around at a little CLC right. down in bloody right. south south sydney you're going to hillsong okay <laughs> no that makes sense that makes total sense that must have angered the uh leaders there they mustn't have been too impressed well look the reason why i know that there was some animosity between hillsong and clc is because of the reason why i got kicked out of clc 
I've been an event manager by trade. I love events. I love putting them together. I love running them. You know, I love music. I love performance art, all that kind of stuff. That's my, that's my jam. And it probably comes from the fact that my father used to be Steve Grace's tour manager. So, you know, if anyone knows Steve Grace is probably going, oh my God, that name, haven't heard that for decades. But Hillsong Church were running some youth fundraiser. I can't even remember what it was called back then. And I had a chat to a friend of mine, uh, a guy who was a singer at Liverpool CLC, who every time I stayed over his house, he would want to cuddle with me and was a bit off-putting. So he was in the praise and worship team. Right. right? And I approached him and said, hey, I want to do this thing. We go to this Caribbean restaurant in Parramatta. We charge people a ticket. And then whatever the profits are, I'll split them between this, between the Hillsong's thing and, and our thing. Because I had friends who were going to Hillsong and I thought, you know, it's a great way to support the community. And you know, in my mind, I'm thinking we're all here for Jesus. Oh, yeah. So let's share the profits to really kind of you know, bump things up a little bit. CLC didn't like that. CLC didn't like the fact that I was pulling people away from CLC to go and do things to benefit mm. Hillsong. So after the fundraiser event and after CLC got a very small amount of money and Hillsong got a very small amount of money because you pay costs on an event, you very rarely make a profit anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Tepper, youth pop. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, took me to a cafe up in Cairns Hill. Oh, no. Oh, not the cafe. And, um, okay. It's usually in the Yeah, it was the... Okay. It was, it was really weird, right? Because at this point, I was working with children's ministry with uh, the children's pastor, Alice, who, you know, I, I thought she was my mentor. Like she was, I, I was starting to preach every second Sunday in kids' church. I was running nighttime kids' church. You know, like it was my whole thing. Like I, I really loved getting up and speaking the word of God to these kids and inspiring kids to, you know, like live their best life through their schools. And I mean, of course, I knew what I was saying was all bullshit. But, you know, you want to kind of sit there and believe it with all your heart and hope that what you're saying is true. So when we arrived at the church, Tepper was waiting out front of the church. So my dad went in to meet with another pastor named Jim Primisich. Lovely guy. And honestly, probably the only Pentecostal pastor I would ever actually say was a good person. Mm -hmm. So Tepper was waiting outside. Dad went in to see Jim. I saw Alice my children's pastor, my mentor, walk out and I said, hi, Alice. And she blanked me and just walked off. Oh, dear. Okay. I never saw her again. Tepper put me in his car, drove up to Carnes Hill and said to me, mate, <laughs> you're pulling people away from God's will. You are literally leading our sheep astray. Wow. We can't have you here. You're banned from coming back. Oh, honey. Wow. And in and that same conversation, oh. what I didn't know is that at the same time, Jim who my dad was meeting with, was being told by another pastor named Mike Myers. Yeah, how about, how's that for a pastor's name, mm-hmm. Mike Myers? Being told by Mike Myers 
that he can't come back. You can't bring him back. Okay. In fact, we want you to sever all ties with him. What? And if you don't, we will remove you from leadership positions within the church. What? Now, let's, let's, let's not get delusional here. When I say leadership positions, my mum was in a senior leadership position. Do you want to guess what her job was within the church? Tell me. She was a cafe manager. At, oh, my dad was one of the prayer warriors. Woo, girl. My, my dad was one of the prayer warriors. Ah. Hallelujah. You know, there are so many things that happened at this church, you know, like what when, did my, they when do? my parents what got the info that I was gay. <laughs> uh, well, look, suffice it to say that I've only re-engaged with my parents about maybe four or five years ago. Okay. When they got their leadership positions thrown at them, what happened then? How did they react? I mean, what did you do when all this happened? Well, I mean, I picked up and moved to bloody Bolton Hills area. Okay. Okay. You know, obviously they start going to Hillsong Church because I needed a church. You know, that was my identity. Right. And look, mum and dad retained their leadership positions. What can I tell you? What? They'd cut contact with you? For a while. They'd listen to him and cut yep. their son off. Yeah, because that's what God would want, right? Oh, man. Oh, man. These yep. people. But there was, there was so many crappy things that happened there. Like when my parents got an inkling that I was gay, they had a conversation with Jim Premisich, who, and I kid you not, sat me in his office and attempted on multiple occasions to cast legions of gay demons out of me. Oh, honey. Literally legions and legions of gay demons. And I, apparently I had a lot of them and they were hanging on like they didn't want to go anywhere. Look, right now at this point, <laughs> it sounds like a pretty great party. <laughs> it sounds like at, the most At, at the time it was horrific. Look, Tanya, it was horrific because, like I said, you know, all I wanted to be was a good Christian guy. I wanted to be someone who answered uh, the call. Uh, I wanted to be close to God. I didn't want to be in trouble with God all the time. And that, that I think, my whole journey through, through Berea, through with Adrian Redike, through you know, Mount Annan, which in all fairness to Mount Annan, we didn't have a huge amount to do there. You know, we probably were only there for a year or two. And to my recollection, nothing untoward happened there. But, I mean, it is a CLC, which <laughs> wasn't that established by Brian, too. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's interesting because Brian was just preaching at Casey Treat's church this week saying how he founded Liverpool CLC and... Can I just say how oh. hot Casey Treat's son is? <laughs> Listen, this is just not... Saying. <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? Whatever, it's like, this is not leaving Hillsong Pornhub, so... Oh. <sighs> Probably the most notable thing for me was, and obviously for those who don't know, John McMartin has actually just gone through a court case where it's alleged that he sexually assaulted a woman. And apparently my understanding is that he said something along the lines of on the night that that happened, he had consumed something like 16 or 19 alcoholic beverages, mm -hmm. which there's something wrong with the Pentecostal patriarchy when their excuse is to rely on alcohol. I drink a lot of alcohol too, but the things that I do when I drink on alcohol, I'm responsible for. I don't try to use the fact that I was drunk to get away with it, yeah? But the thing that really kind of struck me as typical McMartin CLC was when his son, Brendan, took over as the senior pastor. Now, I grew up Luke and Brendan McMartin and Laura McMartin, okay. and I'll tell you right now, when Luke McMartin got up and preached at the youth group, which he eventually took over from Tepa. One of his very first sermons was a sermon titled, Don't Piss on Your Tree. Ew. Ew. What was he meaning? And the whole concept was, um, God has given you a tree. That tree is your gifts and your abilities. 
do your best not to ton it. Now, the that's reason why fantastic. I remember that was because one, I had never heard anyone use that kind of language on a pulpit before. But oh. two, because he went off on a tangent during that sermon where he was talking about how, you know how when you go into public toilets and someone pissed on the toilet and you have to wipe the toilet off? Yeah, well, that doesn't wipe all the piss off, so you're still sitting on the bed anyway, so don't bother wiping. These are the things that the the eldest son of my senior pastor, who is now my youth pastor, was saying on stage. He was an arrogant, horrible, egomaniacal who knew that because he had the McMartin last name, he could do anything, he could say anything, and McMartin would always back him. And this was the thing. When I have a look at the way that church was run, everything rose and fell on John McMartin's work. There was no elder. Okay. There was no leadership team. There was a leadership pastoral team. My understanding was that their involvement in the decision-making process was always at the at the pleasure of King McMartin. I mean, so what, so, there's no elders? Yeah, not to my knowledge. or And like but, I said, well, if okay. there were, their impact was severely mooted. You know, well, like you, you hear about the elders who had just stepped down at Hillsong Church and, you know, like the, the board of directors and all that kind of crap that's going on over at Hillsong at the moment. And it's like, yeah, look, I don't think that could ever happen because... As is evident by the fact that John McMartin steps aside and the first person that steps into Philly's shoes was Brendan McMartin. Now, let me tell you, there were some other really good people in that church who might have actually made better choices, who might have been a a better option, but they would never have been considered because their last name wasn't McMartin. Nepotism was rife in that church. And even though my dad was a true believer, even though my dad absolutely was sold on the whole thing, he was the man who taught me the word nepotism as it related to the McMartin boys. Okay. Okay. I mean, we see that everywhere, though. I mean, it's, and they always seem oh, to... Oh, if your name's McMartin or Pringle, or it doesn't matter what it is. Isn't it interesting that all of the heads of all these quote-unquote mega Pentecostal churches are all currently under siege? Well, interesting is a word. You, you, yeah. you, got, you got Houston, you got McMartin, you got Google Amucci, you, you know, all these names are, are unknown in the quote-unquote secular world because... They're all fighting or have quite recently fought some pretty friggin' serious allegations. Yeah. And the vast majority of those allegations revolve around two things, sex and money. I thought the church was supposed yeah. to be a haven from that. And and exploitation and concealing, covering things up, trying to hide things, uh, be it money or sex, it's or the abuse of... Well, look... And, and from, what I, from what I read in some of the conversations I've had during the court case, okay. I could be wrong, was that McMartin said that the first person he told about his, quote-unquote, transgressions, I love those words, they're transgressions if you're a pastor, they're, they're deadly sins if you're not, <laughs> but yeah. his transgressions, the first person he told was his son, Brendan. Do we have another case of someone? Oh, it's Frank, and, it's Frank and Brian all over again. Oh, man. It's history repeating itself all over again. And it's any wonder that Frank, not Brian, calling you out, Mr. Houston, it's any wonder that Frank was the guy who established the CLC brand and franchise. Yeah. yeah. There's been uh, you know, nothing, like, nothing but bad fruit from that bad trait. And look, I, I do genuinely think that that's the reason why Liverpool CLC changed their name from Liverpool CLC to Inspire Church, because they wanted to distance themselves from that CLC brand, that poison chalice. But the unfortunate thing is, when you're, when you're, I guess, in the words of Luke McMartin, when you've already pissed on your tree. <laughs> Ew. Like, Ew. It's the same tree, guys. You can call it an apple tree or an orange yeah. tree. 
Yeah, don't be using their own logic on them, please. They can't <laughs> be handling that. Wow. So, I mean, you sound like an angry young man. No, you know what? I'm not. I'm cathartic about the whole process. I'm happy in, in who I am right now. And it, it took a long time. It took a really long time. But I'm happy about my life. You know, I, I live a, a good, healthy, prosperous life. And, you know, for my whole teenage and young adult life, I thought the only way to live happy and prosperous was if I was giving 10% plus more to my church. You use such extreme terms. You're you're passionate about your feelings towards them. It's extreme behaviour. People are literally there to be used and abused by these these so-called churches. Yeah. You know, like you you can't, you can't, oh, sorry, John, you'll cop your punishment. You'll be fine. You'll get, I'm sorry, you belong in jail. it's it's just incredible and I mean the fact that I don't think it was a special occasion to have drunk 19 drinks as well there's that ongoing alcoholism mixed with exploitation here's the thing though Tanya right think about the reason why they kicked me out of the church and then ask yourself why they haven't kicked John out of the church and the the reason why the reason why is because mine was about money John's was only about sexual assault. Uh, Not to downplay it, but you you know what I mean? Like yep, my thing was about money. Do. That hit John right in the hip pocket. Right. Yeah, that's where it hurts. That's where it hurts. Trust me. I mean, you know, when I found out all this stuff about Frank and, you know, Hillsong was founded by a pedophile and 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 so the, the book came out and I was waiting for interviews to tell people and pretty much all they asked was where does the money go? Uh, people just care about the money this thing is just a money machine that's a byproduct of the fact that for decades that's what the church's focus has been on money now here's an interesting thought right yeah when we talk about hillsong church and the fact that brian has been removed from hillsong church apparently he is not allowed to come back well i don't know i went into hillsong i went into hillsong church's website the other day because i wanted to check something if he's been removed from Hillsong Church and they've disavowed him from their leadership team and they're basically trying to distance him with Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Dooley getting up there constantly talking to Amanda and Robert Ferguson talking in a plum British accent uh, about how you know the best is still yet to come. But if they have actually disavowed themselves from Brian, why is there still some of Brian's material for sale on their website? Yeah, it's- because it's about money. It's a, it's a really strange relationship. I don't know that he's been completely removed from the company globally. It's all sort of messy and murky and unclear, isn't it? It's just Look, it, it definitely feels from the, the passive-aggressive, venomous tweets coming from Mrs. Houston that they have been removed. You know, yeah. there, there's some really vitriolic language being used there by both of them on Instagram, mm-hmm. and 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 yeah, I'm here for it. I love seeing I love seeing adults <laughs> eat their own babies. <laughs> it's you know, it, like they they're just displaying themselves. I mean, we all reveal ourselves on social media one way or oh, another. Absolutely. But wow, it's nice to get it off my chest. And this is the thing. Like I know you're saying that I'm being really ferocious I'm in my just, words. It warrants a ferocious response. Of course it does. Of course it does. Because I'm, what they're doing is disgusting, and it needs to be called out for the absolute hideousness that it is. I'm with you. I am just devastated. It's revolting. I mean, the reason that I keep bringing it up is one of the things that, you know, happens when people 
walk away from a church. So, one, you know, one of the major things that people say is that, you know, and Brian loved always to say people were angry and bitter and, like, they had a bad experience and they were blaming the church. So interesting to hear your passion, as it were. That's a really interesting idea. I've worked in hospitality for 26 years. And if enough people leave my restaurant a one-star review, then that represents a trend, doesn't it? Right, yeah. I'm sorry, but consider this a one-star review for Pentecostal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. There's, there's, there's the title of your bloody, of, of this weekend, a one-star review for Pentecostalism. <laughs> Just settle. Yeah. Um, I mean, we when we were talking before, we agreed we were going to drop some names. And by drop, I mean, like, throw them over the balcony. You, one of the, you, you mentioned a traveling evangelist that was a particular mm. influence on your uh, your life that he's very prominent, but he's not really attached. Do you want to, uh, do you want yeah. to start with someone who had that profound effect on your life? Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't love a good cliffhanger, hey? What else have you got to look forward to? We're going to talk about some bigger names in part two of a one-star review. Please like, share, subscribe, donate, help, you know, all the nice stuff. And we'll get stuck into it as soon as possible. I think you can take a couple of guesses at who we're heading to with next. And some of Luke's input may well surprise you. So thank you so much for listening. Look out for part two. And as always, be kind to yourself. Keep being kind to each other and keep living Hillsong. We'll talk then. Bye.